I want them to remember that dad tried his best to love. He tried his best to be a real person and tried his best to to guide them in the right direction. Mm. Uh, Just knowing that whether I was successful or not, you know, it's not that important, but for them to to remember me as as someone who who did uh, give it a good go, give it a good shot. Hello, you beautiful people. Welcome to the Dear Dad podcast. This is the place where we address dad dynamics and discuss personal experiences, stories, and poem submissions to help provide a platform for healing while simultaneously uplifting one another. Let's change the dad narrative all around. Let's go. Let's grow. Hello, you beautiful people. Thank you again for joining me at a Dear Dad podcast. My name is Bejimson Darius, a.k.a. BJ. So now this guest that I have on today is, I'm going to say he's a really close friend. I can honestly say he's a really close friend. This guy, his characters, I love his character. I like the way he carry himself. I like the way he's spiritual. I like the way he's just honest with me whenever I talk to him. I like when I'm talking to him, He, I like his attention. And every time we talk, it's always just like a really good, a good vibe. And he's one of the few individuals that I can say I could call a brother. I don't really call a lot of people brothers, but he's definitely a person that I can call a brother. He's a very good example of a person that I use um, for my uh, growing up as father, as a father, and just have, uh, having a child myself. Um, and this guy is, I'm telling you, he's, 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 he's good. <laughs> he's a good, good person. I really look up to him and I really, really love who he is. Let me introduce you guys to Moise Fano. Hi, BJ. Hello, everyone. I'm not sure I know who BJ was talking about, but (laughs) 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 I I hope uh, uh, at some point in my life, I actually live up to to that description. Um, Again, I'm I'm Moise. Uh, BJ and I are not only brothers in Christ, but but we are friends and um, really appreciate his friendship. Uh, He is also a model of what a good dad and a good husband should be. So I, I, I'm, I, I feel blessed to be, uh, to be his friend. Oh, don't, uh, start, don't start the tears now. Give me, give me a second before I start dropping the tears. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. <laughs> no, um, yeah. So as far as who I am, um, I'm, I'm a father. I'm a husband. Uh, I'm one that uh, I would like to think that I'm living according to uh, to the path that that Christ has laid out for us, and striving to be better each day. I recognize that I'm flawed, um, and the person that I imagine myself to be in my mind, uh, hopefully that person uh, is who I reveal to the world. Well, there you go. That wasn't so short and brief after all. <laughs> I know you're humble about who you are, which is good, which is fine. Everything that I say, I said in the beginning is 100% true. Honestly, it's 100% true. You are definitely an example to Thank you. who I am right now and what I am. I mean, I'm definitely taking a lot of like, 
uh, there's like a couple of people in my life that I've taken certain things from, and you are definitely that um, individual that I take a lot of like things from. But again, we'll dive into that as we get a, uh, we go along to the podcast. All right, so I normally ask you who you are, who is Moise, but you already answered that. So <laughs> let's just jump to the next one. So tell me about your dad. My father uh, is someone that I, I really respect. I look up to, um, not only because, uh, you know, he's a very spiritual person, uh, but uh, he has a certain charisma about him that I think one day I'd like to, to see myself having that same type of effect on people. Um, he's a great father, a good husband, um, a good role model for me. Uh, especially now that I'm old enough to appreciate uh, to appreciate him more. When we were in uh, in Haiti, uh, my my uh, my I have two siblings that were in Haiti with me. It's a total we're, we're six of us, but um, three of us uh, my my older sister and my younger brother, the one that comes directly after me, we were left in Haiti when um, my mother my mother came to the States with uh, my youngest brother, Emmanuel. Emmanuel, so, um, so he's, so my dad and the three of us were, were left in Haiti and my, my father actually uh, had us stay with my grandmother and, um, and he didn't stay with us, he was somewhere else, but he would always take care of us and growing up in the Seventh-day Adventist uh, family, uh, where my father wasn't practicing then, uh, he would come on every Saturday to make sure that, that we had food. And and the food that he would get us would be so awesome, so great. And always made sure that we were cared for. So I remember on those, on those days, on Saturdays, uh, everyone would would be having lunch uh, in the house, but we would have special meals uh, that he either had someone cook for us or was purchased for us, but he really took great care of us to make sure that we, we had uh, good food to eat because my grandmother didn't necessarily cook. Uh, she didn't cook on, on Saturday, so so we had a fresh cooked meal every every Saturday. Those are the types of things that I remember, uh, some fun memory, memories that I remember of my father where, where I'm uh, just taking the time to to make sure that we were always taken care of, taken care of. and um, whatever everyone else had in the house, we always had something special, you know. Mm, see, whenever I hear those stories, it makes me, it, it allowed me to believe and know that, that you know, the way I, I was raised without my father, that there are good fathers out there and there are participating fathers, there are intentional fathers out there. And, and, and it's real. So whenever I hear this, these kind of stories or these kind of um, experiences, it gave me a refresh, like, okay. So the what I, what I went through, it was just my, my story, but everybody else have a different story and I'm hearing yours and I'm just, again, it's just refreshing to hear that you know to hear uh, that father's in the house and he's 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 active 
you know, he's active in your life and the way you 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 bond with him was definitely seemed like he was it was a good bond between you and him. Oh yeah. Um my you know, as I said, my father didn't live with us at the time. We lived with my grandmother, my uh his mother and and his siblings. And when he came to the house, not only did he take care of us, but he took care of everyone. Mm-hmm. Um he would provide, you know, everyone got money when he came around shopping got done when he came around so you know he was the oldest uh, of us the oldest child of my, of my grandmother's and he just took care of everyone there uh, everyone looked up to him uh, whatever was was missing they they could count on him to to provide so to me he was he was kind of like a hero how was the relationship between you and your dad well, at that time, it was it was uh, it was pretty good. We would spend some time to we would spend time together, but we didn't see him every day. But every time we saw him, it was special. Uh, you know, when I, I, I'd like to think that I think I think of my dad as having possibly having three dads, right? One, uh, the first the, my first experience with with my dad as you know knowing him, coming to know that I exist and that that he exists as my father is that he was my hero, right? And then once I got a little older and I came to the States and we were in the States together, um, I didn't see him in the same light. You know, he, he wasn't that hero that I remembered him to be. Hmm. And, you know, and then as I got older, you know, he, our relationship was different and I could see that, you know, the hero that I saw in him as a child and the flaws that I discovered in him as, as a teenager can actually coexist in one person. And I can appreciate him more now as, as, as an adult that he can still, he can, he can be a flawed hero and I can accept them that way. Our relationship is pretty good. I think we have an awesome relationship. Mm, that's again, that's very, very refreshing. That's very refreshing. I mean, we all tend to think of, especially our dads, as heroes. And I'm glad you said that particular word, as heroes, because you know that's that's the only person in your life that you know that. I don't know. You put. I wouldn't say on the pedestal, put on the pedestal. You can sort of speak. Is this like? I mean, there's nobody that can that can top your dad. Anybody, nobody that's gonna be the better than your dad because that's pretty much like you say, your hero. That's the your number one guy. That's the that's your everything. Even your, your this characteristic of your dad that you're saying, it seems very of, of, of a humble person, a very warm um, hearted person. What are some characteristics in your dad that you find in you, and maybe you finding you finding your son? I, I would say that my father is extremely loyal. And I'd like to think that I'm, I'm loyal, you know, that we have that in common. As far as um, finding that same attribute or characteristic in my son, I, I can't see it yet because he is so young. Um, and right now it's all about him. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but my dad and I, you know, I, I believe, I'd like to think that we, we have that in common and that, that, that we're loyal, that we're caring. And um, we're willing to to do uh, for the people that we love, sacrifice for them. Mm. 
Okay, cool. All right, all right. So let's change the dynamic a little bit. Let's go into a, a, a little bit more personal then, a little bit more personal. So talk to me, tell us, tell me about fatherhood. Fatherhood is great, extremely difficult, you know, because you look at, as I said, I, I saw the flaws in my father. And in seeing those flaws, I would think, I would say, well, I'm never going to be like that. Mm. Right. And as much as I, I try not to be that, that way or those, you know, uh, kind of live out those things that I saw in him, you know, I'm sure that my son eventually and my daughters now see flaws in me and I may have overcome some of the flaws that, that he had and but I have my own mm-hmm. you know so I would say that, that fatherhood is extremely difficult um, it's extremely rewarding and you can simply do your best you, know, you learn as, as, you, as you get older you learn uh, what mistakes you know you could have avoided what mistakes you can avoid in the future but uh, a lot of it is trial and error uh, if you know for instance the mistakes that my father made you know I can learn from them but that doesn't mean that I'm not going to make mistakes of my own mm-hmm. as a dad and what, why are you growing up I know there's some there's some mistakes that your dad did that kind of robbed you of like okay uh, that's not who I thought he was um, did you find yourself making that same mistake or were you trying to run away from that? I, I don't think I made, as I said, I, I don't think I made the same type of mistakes um, where, you know, my dad was more aggressive as a dad than, than I, than I, I think, I believe that I've been to um, my daughters and my son uh, so that I didn't make that mistake. Um, but I, the mistakes that I think I, I, I might have made, I, and some things that are that are typical of parents is to to try to motivate, especially Haitian parents, try to motivate your kid by by comparing, say, hey, this kid is able to do this, you should mm-hmm. be able to do it too. I mean, those those were clear mistakes, um, mistakes in trying to find uh, ways to to motivate and encourage your child that sometimes do the opposite you know what are some mistakes that you made as a father that you can say that that taught you the most in life that that question is is the type of question that you can write an essay about uh and and it requires a lot of a lot of thinking um to really to really nail it down and i don't think i've 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 nailed it down. Nailed it down yet. So I know before you, um, you you're married now and you have you have um, three kids. You said. Mm-hmm. Um, so even before you had uh, your kids, did you have any idea what kind of father you wanted to be? And if so, do you think you're that person now? I, I've I've always wanted to be, um, you know, like that strong father figure, that very disciplined. Uh, very loving. I don't believe that I'm as disciplined as a father as 
I would like to be. And as far as loving, I, I think I'm, 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 I'm a very loving dad, but I'm not sure if the way that I'm loving, right, is the way that I'm loving my children is actually the way that they want me to love them. You know, so, so, or at least not that, not the way that they want me to love them. If, if, if the expression, if, but the love that I want, maybe my love, what I would like to say is that the way that like, they would like me to express that love may not necessarily be the way that I'm expressing it or that, that I know how to express it. You know, but for the little one, I, I think he still sees me as that hero and he's not, he's unable to identify the flaws in me yet. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. I mean, I, I know as me as a child, when, not as a child, I'm sorry, when my wife and I got married, we had enough time to just like share with ourselves. We just enough time to just be married, so to speak. Um, and we just came down to the conclusion that after I, um, close to two and a half years, I would say, it's like we I think we were ready to be a parent and even before that I I, I I can say I had an idea I wanted to be what who I wanted to be as a dad what kind of dad I wanted to be I also had an vision of what kind of dad I did not want to be so ever since I was young I always wanted to like I tell my I told myself and I made a promise to myself and that's the one thing that I don't make promises to anybody I say I would try my best to achieve that goal and I would try my best to do so but to set a goal as far as promises for me, I try not to scale back on that because it's not something that's powerful for me to say. If I say I promise to do something, it's not, there's no left or right. It's just one direction. I say I'm promising I'm going to do this. So one thing I promised myself that I wouldn't do is, uh, or should I say, or is um, to not be like my dad. Um, why, when I say that is to say the way he treated my mom, the way um, he was not in our lives, the way we, um, he wasn't able to uh, uh, cater to us. Um, again, even as my mom to, to, to a husband to a wife, I, I didn't get that example. So I just told myself, if whenever, when and if whatever I, I get the chance to be a dad, I'm gonna do everything in my power to never treat a woman like my father treated my mom. Because mm-hmm. I don't want anybody that I know, that I know I can make a difference in their lives to treat them that way. And I, I literally put a stamp on it. I said, once I get married or I'm getting serious in a relationship, I would never treat any other woman in my life the way my dad treated him. And again, I know it sounds kind of harsh, but part of it has had to do with his upbringing. Others is just maybe he just didn't know. But that effect, what I'm watching, it had a big effect on me. So I, just, I had to like put a stamp on it. I said, I can't be that way. So when we came to a conclusion saying that we want to have a kid, I just, for me, I already, I already stepped into that promise. So once once I heard my, my wife was pregnant, it was just more of like, okay, now I told God I wanted to do this. I told God I'm gonna do this. So now he gave me the, the opportunity to do it. It's just me stepping to my promises for me to uh, accomplish that. So it was, it, I wouldn't say I, I had an idea, but I just knew, I knew what kind of dad I wanted to be. And once I get the opportunity, I'm going, I wanted to just dive right in so I can give it the, my pretty much my best. You know, it's it's great that you that you had the opportunity to do that. Uh, it's great that not only had the opportunity, but you were thinking in that way. Uh, I, I 
I, I became a dad when I was about 19. Mm. So, you know, those, to even come up with a, with a plan and know exactly what type of dad uh, I wanted to be, I don't, I don't think I was mature enough to even come up with, uh, with a plan to even imagine what type of dad I wanted to be. So, you know, I, I, I think that those, those folks like you who were able to, not on, not able to, but who decided to, uh, to wait and, you know, actually plan to have a child and plan to become a father. You know, I, I have a lot of respect for people who do, who are able to do that, or who've decided to live their lives that way. Well, most of this, most of this decision that I'm making or I made is simply because I don't see, I don't see certain individuals around me making those decisions. Like a lot of decisions that I make, especially with my wife, is because I don't see it around me. So I was like, so who are, who is the, like my, who is my son gonna use as an example? And who mm-hmm. is the people that's around me gonna use that as an example? So if I don't, if they don't have an example, so why don't I be that example? I, I, first of all, that's not the easiest thing at, at all. It's, it's hard, but just to, for me, that's just my mind for me because I didn't have that. Just like me saying, I, um, I didn't have that father figure. I didn't have that disciplinary action in my life. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be different. So I, I just literally put my mind in a different state saying that, okay, if, if I don't have this stuff around me, what can I do to implement that? What can I do to show that to other people that there is out there? And especially just like the black culture and the Haitian culture is even deeper, but just, you know, just showing affection at times might be a, uh, an issue, you know? Um, as a married couple, you don't see that at times. You're just like, you're just one person is over there and the other person is over here. You don't even know that if they're even together, which is something that I, my wife and I witnessed. It was like, we are, we cannot do this. We cannot do this. We have to be different. We have to be a different, we have to uh, make a difference. And again, all the stuff that we're doing is intentional. Sometimes it's more than we even realize. Um, and that's why I tell everybody, whenever you do something, if you're going to do something positive, be intentional. Because whatever, the, regardless of you, you think you're, it's bad or not, there is always somebody watching. So you might as well be in your best behavior. So that's really where our mind frame is. Even sometimes I had to like check my wife. And sometimes she had to check me. He was like, okay, no, we can't do, do, do this. We can't have this discussion right here. We can't wait until we get in the car or we want to get home. But as far as showboating and showing certain things, in public like that, no, that's that's not for the uh, the public to see. When it's something like maybe we have a dispute, we discuss that some other some other time, or we discuss that we in private because we're an example. We're an example. Even the way we uh we address situations, um, uh, it's intentional. Like I give you a space, I, I, get, I take my space, we cool down, and then we address the situation. But to jump down each other's throat and say stuff that's not needed, that's something that I'm not about that, and she's not about that, and that's an example that we are setting for our son, for our sons. You know what we discuss things is because of him. Mostly, it's because of ourselves too. Because okay, I don't like arguing, and you don't like arguing as well. But the intentional, as far as not making it a habit to just like expose yourself, expose your relationship to other people out there um, in a negative way, you might as well focus on the positive and and uh, allow people to see the positive. The negative it would happen, but at least trying to concentrate on the positive so other people can like gravitate towards that. Right. Right. And that's exactly what we've been doing. You know, it's not easy, but it's definitely. Oh, I, I, I know that it's. I know it's extremely challenging. And anytime you, you're trying to to do anything that that's worthwhile, it's it's going to be challenging. 
and I encourage it and I keep pushing people into uh, individuals like you know sometimes you might just have to be the first person to take that step to that leap it's not easy it's not meant to be easy if it was easy anybody would have done it but right. you guys think outside the box and say okay I, I think I want to be different okay I want to act different I want to I want to change that that narrative you know I want to change that now I want to be different and that's every almost everything that I'm doing right now I'm thinking for the future as far as how it's going to impact my son mm-hmm. how is he how is he going to take this so I'm doing this podcast because I mean I'm using it as a diary so he can know okay this is what my dad did my dad is able to do a podcast I can do it too my dad write a books I can do it too my mom is a doctor I can do it too and you know what I'm saying something where he, he give it intangible like oh he's able to do these things my dad is able to do this thing. My mom is able to do this thing. I'm able to do it too. Even my uh, uncle, uh, my aunts and uncles, like he can see his aunts and uncles doing things, positive things, encouraging things. Then he can look and say, they are, they have or they are doing positive things. I want to do it too. We just want to plug that in as much as possible for the next generation. Right. And that, uh, essentially, what? you know, that that's what parenting is about. You know, giving them you know, your children, something better than you, than you receive. And, you know, there's, there's progress in, in your family line, you know, where each generation is, is essentially outdoing the previous generation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 I uh, to my parents and, and this is something that, that my, my father says, you know, as, as as flawed as I can say that that my my dad was or my dad is, he is a hundred times better to me, or a hundred times a better father to me than his father was to him. Mm. So and, and knowing that, I appreciate his efforts even more. Mm. You know, so it, it kind of makes sense to 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 know your history, your own history family history uh, so that you can appreciate the people that that are caring for you I can appreciate my mom uh, for the type of mother that she is especially when I know that she is giving me so much more than she ever got yes absolutely yeah absolutely that's our job as parents to just do more than what we were than what we had or what we had I mean look at look at your parents and look at your mom and dad you know, look at the struggle that they went through. They, I'm pretty sure they tried their best for you not to go through that. I mean, granted, as you get older, you know, you make your own decision. But as, you know, you get older, they want to set that foundation for you. So when you grow up, you have something to stand on. You have something to reflect back on, even just uh, uh, you being uh, Seventh-day Adventist. They set a foundation for you. So when you grow up, you that decision you're making, at least it will help you make a, a better decision than what they made. And that's pretty much the journey of life for our, our, ourselves and to our children. It's pretty much better ourselves, better ourselves for their sake, and so they can have a better future than we have. And that's what we do. We sacrifice our time now so our kids can have a better future. And it's, again, the task is not easy, but we need to do these things. We need to do intentional. We need to be intentional with um, uh, taking these actions in uh, our kids' lives. Uh, okay, let's take a brief commercial break. We'll be right back after this sponsor. Hey guys, Bjemson Darius, aka BJ here from Dear Dad Podcast. Now, when I started this podcast, I wanted a platform where I can record and upload with my content very easily. I didn't want to go through any hoops. 
to get my podcast out there. When I did study my podcast, I was on a different platform. But after I was introduced to Anchor, not once, not twice, but over three times by my close friends, I decided to give Anchor a try. I must say, I absolutely love it. Not only is it easy to use, but I am able to record, edit, post, and publish all my episodes right there on the app or the site. I was able to transfer all my episodes onto Anchor in less than five minutes. That, for me, was unbelievable. Oh yeah, here's the best thing of all. It's free. It is free to use. Yeah, I know. That's crazy. But take my word on this. It's true. Using Anchor has definitely made podcasts so easy. Trust me, you'll love it. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Um, so what do you enjoy most about being a dad? What do I enjoy most? I, I would say, um, you know, being, being, having someone in my life that, that I can, you know, kind of shape and influence, um, in the right direction, someone that I can be there for if, if they need advice, you know, for, for, for my girls that are older, they're adults now, you know, uh, the conversation is we don't have the same type of conversations that we used to where, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, to guide them in a certain direction. The types of conversations we have now are more like, you know, them give, allowing me to come into their lives, you know, allowing Mm -hmm. me to, to guide them where I'm not pushing anything on them. Um, I'm not stepping, uh, too much into their business. I'm trying to give them their space, but a lot, and a, at the same time, allowing them uh, the freedom to come to me when, whenever they feel that they might gain, uh, they might gain from uh, from my two cents. And with my 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 son, uh, I'm just I'm just so happy that that he and I we can play. As if we're both kids, uh, I can guide guide him, teach him, uh, be a role model to him. You know, so it's 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 different depending on you know where your kids are, how old they are, and what what stage of life they're in. Uh, but each stage each stage of life, as a as a father, you know there are, there are things that you can appreciate about fatherhood. Mm. Okay, so I know with your daughters, they're older than your son. You said pretty much it's, it's changing, or not, I always say changing who you are. I think he's, he's enlightened and, and bringing out some, a better, like, better version of you. Um, when you so when, when you first had your son, was there a different feeling you had in comparison to, to your daughter? I know that a lot of people say, you know, my son is my son. <laughs> uh, it's a different character. You know, you can you can you can roughhouse with him. I know I could do it with my son. My wife can't do it. But what was the energy flow when you first found out you was having a, a boy? Well, you know, the the age gap is so huge between you know the girls and and my son, right? Where, as I said, being a father around 19, 21, and and so forth. And being a father, you know, in your 30s, two different things. So uh, I, 
when I found out that um, my wife was pregnant with our son, I started to fantasize about having a second chance to do better, mm-hmm. um, to be a better father. So I was I was uh, extremely excited about that. Um, a, a second chance to to kind of shape someone's life. Now that I know better, you know. So those those were the types of thoughts that I had. I was excited about that. Excited that um, that he was, you know, it was going to be a boy. Um, I imagine going to uh, to the barber shop with him, like I used to go with my father. I imagine, uh, you know, learning a, a new language with him. Uh, all these types of things that. You know, I didn't think to do with the girls because I was I was much younger and I had a different mindset. You know, and then when 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 he did when he was born, um, a few months after he was born, he started having um, you know episodes, uh, kind of like seizure episodes. You know, that made things a bit difficult. And then eventually he was uh, diagnosed with with autism that that really changed i think that changed um my idea of what of what fatherhood uh was all about you know being caring for for a child with special needs and kind of putting the dreams that you or the the things that you imagine doing are completely different uh, you, it's a totally different world than what you imagine because, you know, no one really imagines that their that their kid is going to be a special needs kid. You know, right? So, um, so the energy was different. The mindset, my mindset, because of my age, was different. Different stage of life, and then um, dealing with with uh, you know the the. The things that are that are unique to raising a, a child like him, you know, totally different from from the girls. Now, one of the characters that I I forgot to mention of of your of you that I've witnessed and I've definitely just like gravitate to is your is your ability to be calm. Yeah, <laughs> your ability to just like I don't know. It's your your calm. I don't think I've ever seen you overreact. I've never seen, I don't think I've ever seen you scream. I've never, I don't think I've ever seen you like at a level where I'm just like, oh, who is this guy? Like, I don't know who you are. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen that character in you. And that, again, I've, I've, I sit and I watch and I, and I take notes and I love the way you just like are so patient. Even the way you talk, you know, you, the way you talk is more of an illustration. Like you illustrate when you, you when you are speaking. I can visualize what you're saying. That you take your time to say what you have to say, uh, so I can like see and understand what you're saying. Uh, even the way you behave with your son and doing church service or any time is more of like it's more of an understanding instead of a frustration. Where do you think you get that from? Oh. Um... I don't, I didn't, I don't, I didn't get that from my dad. <laughs> you know, he and I are, are, um, uh, are opposites in that way. Um, but I, you know, 
I can't say that I'm I'm like that all the time, but I could say that I would like to be like that all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I I would like to always um, be calm and have a cool head. You know, but just like everyone else, I struggle with that. I I don't I don't I think I don't think I got it from from my family per se. I, I would say that it's something that that I pray for. Mm. You know, I I kind of pray that that I could be calm. I could I could have um, discipline to control myself. You know, and and it's and it's a struggle, but um, but I, I I really try. And as far as trying to control myself with my son and and not be as as frustrated. It's a challenge too, but once once I I understood what he was diagnosed with, um, mm-hmm. I took some time to read a little bit more about it. I became less frustrated and more understanding. Uh, mm. Try to be more understanding to him, and more understanding to to the fact that he is not seeing the same world that I'm seeing. Right, he's not navigating in the same world. So um, I, I have to I have to put those things into consideration and and the way that I respond to any action that he takes. Wow! Even what you, what you say now just pretty much sounds like you pretty much had to restructure the way you wanted to be a father, which I wish makes sense because you know especially when we're dealing um, with uh, with a, with your son like that that had that um, condition, you have to change your mind frame. And I'm glad you did that because there are some people that they're just stuck in that way. They have a they have a perspective of way the way things need to be, and adjusting is not something that they can do. So regardless of the condition of the child or where the child comes out, they're still stuck in their way. It was like, well, I'm going to be a father. I'm going to act this way. I'm going to still do this. I'm still going to discipline. But you also gotta think, you know, each child, each kid that you have, reacts differently. You have to cater to them based on what they 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 need, um, pretty much. Um, even with my son right now, you know, there there there's a lot. This as far as intellect, he's there. I, I know he's a smart kid, but there are some levels where I feel like he needs to be more like a hands-on, or I need to be more patient with him, or I need to be, be a better understanding of it because he he just doesn't think at like other kids, like you said. He doesn't he doesn't grasp into certain things as as um, other kids. But the, the, I had to I had to mentally tell myself that I was like he's not just like that just like you he's not he's not like every other kid that I feel like um we typically think of but he's different he's that's all he is he's different he's different from what you um you you thought he was going to be but he's different you got to change and cater to him uh uh so he can pretty much be better because imagine if, if you were competing with him with that like you have to be a certain way so you force him to be that way so that would I think that would probably hinder him a whole lot I agree. I agree because, you know, and, and this has to do with fatherhood too, right? That you, you're not, it's not about you necessarily, right? Mm-hmm. God has given you this person to shape, to raise, and to help be the best person that they could be. But in your mind, as I said, at the father that I imagine, the type of relationship I imagine having with him, those were 
those were things that I wanted, things that I imagined. Mm -hmm. And I never, never gave any consideration to the things that that he might have wanted, even right. with girls, the way that um, you know I pushed them in, in certain directions. Those were the things that that I wanted, not necessarily mm -hmm. that that they wanted. And you know, at some point, you become mature enough to to be able to step back and say, "I'm going to be a dad." And I know that being a dad is not about me. It's about, mm. you know, helping helping that person become the best person that they could be. Yes. Yes. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. What are three happy moments in your life as a dad? Three happy moments. I would say... The first time that I saw each of my kids, <laughs> there, are, there are three of them. <laughs> Not gonna get out all the three, right? But you know, um, for the girls, I would say we had we were living in in Canarsie, you know, and, and I didn't have a car, and it was like uh, around Christmas, and we. We went to the mall and for some reason we had missed the bus or I'm not sure what happened, but we ended up walking to the mall to get toys and it and it started storming and we, we you know and it started getting dark and we were walking together and it, we were having so much fun. It it, it was a a beautiful, beautiful experience that I had with them. And it was just the three of us. I think I think it was memorable to them too, and also, and, and um, when we were when we were in Canarsie, we would we would pretty much come upstate every weekend, and the girls, we would take the train, and we had a, um, you know, low comment saying, "Hey, it's going to be alphabet soup again," because you know each train and and the the letters and. You know, for each train that we had to transfer to, to finally get to Metro North, and we would be just playing and having fun the whole time uh, together, making jokes. You know, they were young. I was young too, and I think that's why, you know, it was kind of easy for me to be that type of dad that just had fun and joked around with them. You know, and um, with with Ryan. I, I, I can't say that I have a favorite yet because we're 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 having each day you could say that the last favorite thing that we did together was gets overwritten by this by a new favorite thing. So those those were those that memory with the girls and the memories that I continue to build with Ryan are are, you know, I guess would say some favorite things, some favorite experiences. Cool, cool, cool. All right, so I have like pretty much two questions for you and I'll just let you go. <laughs> okay, so um, before I let you go, I want to just find out from you, uh, how how do you want your kids to remember you? I want them to remember that dad tried his best to love 
He tried his best to be a real person and tried his best to, to guide them in the right direction. Mm. Yeah, just knowing that whether I was successful or not, you know, it's not that important, but for them to, to remember me as, as someone who, who did uh, give it a good go, give it a good shot. Yeah, cool. So final question for you and I'll let you go. Um, so what message do you want to leave for the fathers and dads out there? What an awesome responsibility to leave, to give a message, to send a message to fathers out there. That's, there's so much that I could say. If you're married, love your spouse. Um, show your kids that you love their mom. Be real with them. Listen more than you talk. Um, and don't think that that you're you're unsuccessful as a dad if the dreams that you had for them don't come true. Hmm. But feel that you're successful as a dad if you love them and they know it. I think that's the most that I could say. And thank you so much. <laughs> I just want to thank you first and foremost, Tiffany, for just like coming into this podcast and just telling me about fatherhood, your journey that you've taken to be a father, the patience that you have to be a father. I just want to say first and foremost, thank you. <laughs> really, honestly, thank you, thank you. Um, to tell you the truth, you are you are a, a close friend and you are an example for me. You, you are a model. You definitely are a model for me. You may not think that way. You definitely are a model for me. Um, a lot of the things that I, a lot of the things that I'm doing, I can say I've, I got from you. Um, even your personality that I'm like, okay, I like the way he does this. I like the way he's patient with his child. I like the way he treats his wife. Like I take those things and I'm just like taking into consideration. And I love the way you are so patient and kind to just about anybody that you come across. Uh, again, I've never seen you upset. I know somebody said that about me. I think my brother said that about me. I've never seen you upset. Like, how do you get like I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You know, through experiences, you 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 have to modify your your uh, your character. You have to modify who you are. And meeting you, it was definitely godsend. Like he put me in, he put you in my life for definitely for a reason. And I can honestly say I'll call you my brother and I'll call you uh, a close friend. You know, for what you're doing, you're doing a phenomenal job. Just wanted to applaud you. Um, I love you for who you are and what you are and what you're doing. You're doing a great job as a dad, a phenomenal job as a as a husband. You know, and I I encourage you to keep doing it, man. Keep doing what you're doing. You you you're doing an amazing job. Just wanted to just tell you that. Uh, if I if I've never done if so, I've definitely I want to tell you that right now. Well, I I I thank you. I thank you very very much. And I love you and your family as well. The way you and your wife are definitely um, a model for me. I admire you guys. 
Um, you know, I just ask that you pray that that I am, you know, I, I live up to those uh, the, to that description. Um, and pray for me that, you know, the person that I would like to be in my mind is the person that I reveal to the world. Amen, man. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, guys. You heard it first and foremost. And like Moe said, yo, man, love your wife. Love your your kids. Show them that you appreciate them. Show them that you you love them. Don't think too much into it. Just love them. It doesn't take too much to love your your spouse. It doesn't take too much to show your kid that you love them. And like I said before, listen. Listen more than you talk. A lot of people like to talk and talk and don't even listen to what you have to say. But listening definitely play a big role, especially when you have kids. You have to know what they're asking you. You have to know what they're asking you at all times. So if you're so much into yourself, you can't you can't cater to them. You know, cater, you won't ever know how to cater to them. But again, guys, I, I I'm I'm so glad and so happy that he's able to do this. Like I said before, guys, be intentional, man. Be intentional with your kid's life. You know, teach them how to be a, a, a man, teach them how to be a woman. But a dad's presence in a kid's life matters so much. I'm a living example of that. It matters whether you have a good relationship with, with, with them or not. The fact that you're in their lives, that you're interacting with them, makes a big difference. Really big difference. So I encourage you, whatever situation you're going through, hold on. Talk to them, embrace them, show them that you love their mom, you know, just em embrace your child, embrace your, your spouse, because you never know once they once they grow up, then you have they would have a good foundation. They can reflect back and say, oh, my dad loves my mom. My dad was a good person. My dad spoke to me. My dad explained things to me. My dad sat down and listened to me. They can reflect on that. And I can, I, for me, I, I have moments when I say I sat down with my dad and I spoke to him because I remember those things because they meant so much to me. It meant, probably meant nothing to him, and he probably doesn't remember it. But for me, it means that much. That's why I said be intentional with your words, with your actions, especially with your spouse and your child and your kids. I'm telling you, it makes a difference. Again, guys, I'm not going to hold you too much. Moise, thank you so much for what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing, my brother, my, <laughs> my motto. Uh, again, I love you for who you are and what you are and for being a friend to me. Guys, again, I'm not going to hold you guys any longer. I thank you again for joining me in this episode. And guys, I will catch you in a few. Okay, as a special surprise to Moise, his daughters Ebony and Dominique have shared their testimonials about him as their dad. Also, the music you hear was written and sung by Dominique. Hope you enjoyed it. Later.
I really can't thank my father enough for the job he did with raising me. Um, I think he did an awesome job. I feel like I just see kids my age and the things that they're saying or how they think or how they move about in the world, how they carry themselves in the world, what they allow other people to do to them, what they do to other people. And I just am, am so pleased because I know I won't get caught up in certain things and be in certain situations because my father instilled certain things in me, you know. I I love my dad so much. I've Since when I was young, I thought he knew everything. Every time I asked a question, he had the answer. So I just assume, well, dad knows everything. And even now, sometimes I say that he knows everything or close to everything. And he says, no, I don't know everything. He's so modest, but he's a smart guy. And I admire him so much because I don't know, just his whole like swag, like he's so calm and, and poised and he speaks so well. And I don't know, he's just, to me, he's what, a man should be like like when I see my father I know he has certain flaws but I don't if I wanted if I had a son my father is what I would want my son to grow up to be you know he he's a decent man he he doesn't cause anybody harm you know he he he's always got a level head he's not cocky you know what I'm saying and even if he is you wouldn't know I uh I love him so much and I, I brag about him. Every time I'm talking about my father, I go, yeah, my father's so smart. You know, he's so this, he's so that, he's so handsome. He's, you know, really my father to me is like my superhero. Like I hope that when I'm, I'm done growing up and really no one's ever done growing, but when I'm maybe his age that mentally I'm in the space that he's in, you know? Really, I th my dad is, is one of my heroes. He's, I don't know, I, I, maybe this is wrong to say, but to me, I see him and I don't see any flaw. And I know no human can be perfect, but I don't know, he's just, he's, he's just, he's just so great. You know, whenever I needed him, he's there. And like looking back at, at my childhood, I am so happy to have spent it with him, you know. Um, he's just always been there. I can rely on him, I can count on him. You know, he's supportive. And and his dad jokes are, are, are terrible like they should be, you know. He's great. And if you're listening, Dad, I love you so much and, and thank you for all that you did. Thank you for forcing me to read books. Thank you for putting me on punishment when I needed to be. Thank you for teaching me how to be a contributing member of society. Um, yeah. Hey dad, so I just wanted to leave you this message to let you know that you're very much appreciated and loved. Um, nothing you do ever goes unnoticed and I'm forever grateful to have you in my life. Um, I thank God every day that I'm able to call you and speak to you and I'm blessed to still have you and be able to call you my father. Um, I appreciate you because you're compassionate, 
You're a great supporter and you're a great motivator. You always lift my spirit when I'm feeling sad and you always remind me to never give up on myself and to always go after my goals. Um, I can't thank you enough for what you have done and continue to do for me. I am blessed to call you my dad and I love you very much and I hope to see you soon. Anything. brief commercial break we'll be right back for more dear dad podcasts visit apple Podcasts, stitcher or wherever you listen to your favorite shows make sure you check dear dad podcast on your favorite instagram social media platform at dear dad podcast catch you later